This is Boyer's Modern History of Muskoka with your host, Patrick Boyer. Welcome back. I'm Patrick Boyer, and this is the first program for 2024 about the importance of community newspapers as mirrors to their communities, reflecting and shaping the life of Muskokans and events of the district ever since the 1860s. I want to describe how papers did this for Muskoka and, and still do today in communities that successfully held out against the acquisitions rampage by Toronto Star's Metroland. Whether the newspaper is a small town weekly or a big city daily, it gives readers a reflection of themselves. Each reader can find what he or she wants to know that is of business, social or personal interest for their own connections with the community. The paper's news, Public notices and advertisements continuously update people about what is happening across their community and its many components. It reveals changes from the rise and fall of sports teams and political careers to the building of new hospitals and schools or the demolition or repurposing of old ones. A community's human evolution can be traced through birth notices, graduation ceremonies, wedding reports, and obituaries. Activities of churches and curling clubs are recorded alongside news about uh, the community projects and doings of service clubs like the Rotarians, Gowanians, Lions, and Kinsmen. Over time, the weekly becomes a journal of record, preserving its community's history. All this and more is offered in one convenient place, well-written and appealingly presented according to the current state of graphic arts. A newspaper can be carried anywhere, read at any time, even clipped for items of importance or special interest. Muskoka households have many scrapbooks of treasured newspaper items. The paper-printed newspaper does not spy on you and profile you to intrusive advertisers. A printed newspaper in your hands is an entirely private communication of public information. So the newspaper emerged as an institution of distinction, dynamic in operation, and dependent on a symbiotic relationship with its community. People working for a newspaper go out into the community to find news and sell ads. But people also come to the newspaper offices themselves or mail things in, knowing the weekly sheet was seen and studied by several thousand people in the case of Muskoka's weeklies, or a million readers for the metropolitan papers. Income press releases, announcements, letters to the editor expressing a point of view, and want ads, many want ads in all departments for the community marketplace that would in time inspire creation of Kijiji and Craigslist. 
Rural correspondents mailed weekly news of local doings in their smaller Muskoka communities, holding mirrors to those places whose residents searched each week to see if their name made it into the paper, walking taller when it did. Of vital importance for human communities is being able to see and understand our collective activity and communal character. To conclude this overview, look at uh, paperless Muskoka. I'll jump ahead in the story to three final points. The most recent communications advance that affected Muskoka and our newspapers, like a tsunami washing over everything else too, has been the digital revolution. This landmark event in Muskoka's modern history delivered a major change to journalism and community newspapers. But Muskoka is hardly unique in this because it has been a global changeover. What is unique to Muskoka, however, is that the digital age's revamping of communications was accompanied by a second development. Muskoka's locally owned and operated weekly newspapers Graveners Banner, Bracebridge Examiner, Huntsville Forester, and related newspaper assets were all sold by their two owners to non-Muskoka media conglomerates. Overnight, Muskoka's newspapers were foreign-owned. The publishing conglomerate adding our local weeklies to its holdings was not foreign, meaning non-Canadian but foreign in terms of its business model and operations, foreign in terms of its understanding of Muskoka's distinct culture, foreign in asserting top-down control over local newspapers and providing content and direction from head office. This flawed business model of a centralized and top-heavy newspaper conglomerate running scattered weekly newspapers created financial problems that led to successive cutbacks until the Muskoka weeklies, tied to a hollowed-out business entity, vanished from one week to the next. Online, the Forester, Examiner, and Banner continue to be confusingly enwrapped under something called Muskoka Region a Toronto view that does not recognize Muskoka as a district. For a while, head office applied this name to its split-run editions of all three papers, a mashup that was as hard to manage from the production side as it was to sort out from a reader's perspective, causing head office to revert after a couple years to the paper's three original mastheads. Muskoka has other online news publications. In 1994, Mark Claremont founded his digital paper, Muskoka Today, producing Gravenhurst. In 2015, after the Forester had become just a link in a big newspaper chain, unskilled journalists craving better coverage of local news launched the Doppler an online publication which now also has an extended South Muskoka platform. There's also Muskoka Crime News, Simcoe Muskoka News, Muskoka Airport News, and Muskoka Culture and Arts News online. 
We'll get to the advantages and drawbacks of digital journals in a thorough way as this series progresses. The business model of locally owned and operated community newspapers is still successful in parts of Ontario and beyond where paper printed journals remain in vital operation. If the Huntsville Forester's owner had kept it under local operation, had the proprietor of the Bracebridge Examiner and Grace Gravener's Banner retained control of these community publications as well, and with their ex extensive, extensive respective experience as weekly publishers and editors, I believe the odds are overwhelming that one of these publications would have survived, likely two, possibly even a third, and that Muskoka and Muskokans would still be benefiting from our community mirror. Instead, these distinctive Muskoka papers first lost their identity, being run with top-down management and supplied content, and have now slipped into borderless cyberspace. That is why Muskokans face an unprecedented era, the complete absence of paper printed local newspapers to show us who we are, what's happened, and what's ahead. As for what's ahead in this series, please join me again next month when we see what happened to Muskoka newspapers with their first printing presses and the evolution of printing presses, the first of many waves changing communication technology. Producer for our modern history of Muskoka is Jason Harnett. I'm Patrick Boyer. Thanks for listening. <music>